Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome back to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Track the Girls Talk podcast. I'm joined as ever by my co-host and town woman skipper Blue Wilson. Blue, you always smile when I do the intro. Any reasons for that? How are you and how do we have doing? Yeah, I'm really well, thanks Ross. I don't know why I smile, I just, I just find it entertaining maybe, I don't know, I don't know. First take though this time, which is good. I think um, you're just preparing yourself, aren't you? Just for me to just, you know, balls up at some point, just for me going, you know. But no, luckily, one take this Never. time. Never. But yeah, no, I'm all good. Um, good weekend, good win. Um, yeah, all in all, a good week. Um, rehab's been okay. Bit of a sort of deload this week just to allow my knee to breathe a bit, but all is going well. Um, how's your week been? Yeah, it's all good. Um, we jokingly said in, in the green room, where is the sun gone? Um, a typical UK thing to say, us British people, we love saying, yeah, the weather's all rubbish and all that. Um, and you were saying there could be snow in Manchester, so look out for that. Mm. Um, but no, yeah, looking forward to today's pod, always buzzing to, to record one. And definitely after a win, a bit of a more low-key game after the West Ham um, show. But we've got another special guest with us. I'll let you intro her in all her glory. Take it away. Yeah, so I can't believe we haven't had our guest, the guest we've got on today on already, to be honest. Um, but yeah, got our first goal for the senior team um, at the weekend. Uh, we're calling it a goal. I think I think you should claim it. But yeah, we've got Eva with us today. Um, how how are you, Eva? Yeah, well, good. Um, obviously, just come back from training and excited to be on the show. Lovely stuff. And um- <laughs> So, sorry that you haven't been on the show sooner. I think we've just been waiting for that that one moment where yeah. you the glory. And um, we'll get right into it. You're claiming that, aren't you, as your first senior goal? I mean, I think I have to. Um, I've scored before, like, for the seniors, but in friendlies. And it seems to be pretty much every every game that doesn't matter or doesn't <laughs> count for the, uh, for the goals, then I seem to score in that. So, um, yeah, happy to get my first... Um, official goal as such in in a in a competitive fixture, um, which is good, and I, I definitely will be claiming it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think um, some of the fans were a bit confused when Steve Foley, the announcer, said either Hubbard goal, and I think they were going, mm, I'm sure that's an own goal, um, but <laughs> claim it. Yeah, she's, yeah, you gotta claim it. I'd, gotta I'd claim, claim it. it. It's good for the stats. Hundred percent. Yeah, good for the stats. Yeah. You've even you have scored goals before, but they've been offside. Um, unfortunately, I remember there's. I think this season was it Kingsham. I swear you were you, you scored and it was offside. Unfortunately, I think it was Kingsham anyway. Um, the away game. Uh, I'm not sure. There was one I scored um, against Wimbledon. That was. I mean, Blue will know all about that game um, a couple of seasons ago, um, and I think that one would have put us ahead two one uh, uh and they went and equalized or there was something that happened and yeah it was um not a very good game but I think Tash had fouled someone in the box or something for that one. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes yeah do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah possibly, so, yeah. possibly yeah. the worst refereeing I've ever experienced in my life. Um, yeah so again that was a competitive one but obviously was disallowed. Um and then yeah obviously now finally finally bag myself one. Because you do get yourself in positions, don't you? There's times I see you run in the box or you, when you've got a chance to maybe cross or sometimes you go, oh, I may have a shot here. Do you ever get to that stage where you're like, I could cross here, but also I fancy shooting? Um, I think I'm better at it now. I think definitely when I was younger, I would always look to find a pass or, or cross. And um, I think it was just the way I was sort of brought up in, in boys football. It was always the boys wanted to shoot and I was just quite happy being being at the back. That's why I'm a defender now. So... Um, yeah, it's definitely something that my coaches have worked on 
um, with me to just be a bit more confident in and around the area and get some shots off. So hopefully I'll score some more. You never know. <laughs> hopefully so. And um, we're going to get into question time of Eva later in the show. But of course, we've got to talk about the Plymouth game. Um, it was very low key. As I said, you know, the West Ham game, you had the big build up, the cameras and everything, a great crowd. Plymouth were in town this time around, a 2-0 win, goals from Eva. And of course, EK with the goal for the second. Um, Blue, overall thoughts on the result? Um, three points, important three points, job done. But uh, it wasn't the greatest game to watch, was it? No, definitely not. Um, but I think if you look at the stage we are in this season, three points is all that matters, really. Um, so although the first half was not really that entertaining. I thought probably we wanted more from that. And I'm sure Joe spoke to you at halftime and, and agreed with that. Um, second half stepped up a bit more, but all in all, not a, not a great game. I think we dominated it. Um, I think Plymouth had spells where they looked a bit of a threat, but all in all, we controlled the game um, like we do in most games. I um, got the win. I think that's probably the most important thing. Be interesting to hear how you felt on the pitch either whether you enjoyed the game, because I know de- games like that are difficult um, to play in sometimes when the opposition yeah. doesn't do much yeah. of a... Yeah, uh, no, quite, quite stale really, wasn't it, um, in, for the majority? Like you say, I think obviously the occasion of, of West Ham and obviously Southampton again next weekend, sometimes with such the young squad that we are, I think we do sort of tend to, you know, focus on that a little bit more than than how crucial every game really is. You know, if we would have slipped up on, on Sunday and even got maybe a draw, that could have been really detrimental for the for the whole season. So I think it's something we definitely need to work on as a squad and as a team. Um, but yeah, like Blue said, obviously the three points was the main thing and, and, and we got the win. So that's all we can ask for. Definitely. I, I thought we did create chances. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Lucio Brian has a great chance. Um, Silvana Flores, of course, uh, making a second appearance for the club. Um, Tasha had a header that she probably should have scored from. Um, and let's talk about your goal then, Eva. Um, it was Boz claiming the assist as well. Uh, how were you feeling in that position? Did you just feel like, yeah, I want to go for a shot here? Well, do you know what? I was fully expecting Tash to to head the ball like you know she's so good in the air and when Boz's cross came in obviously I got in the right place and and that's why I'm claiming the goal because you know as a wing back it's lots of running so I made the effort to get up there and um, and get in the box and obviously it I think the defender just sort of flicked it a little bit away from Tash and then sort of came to me down on the bounce and I just hit it basically saw saw the bottom right was free keeper had come across and and hit it and obviously it took a took a deflection but you like you say a goal is a goal so yeah celebrate your goal um because you very much just ran back it seemed and of course everyone then went you scored either but then also you're probably just like yeah what, what's your feelings on that yeah um I I don't know I feel like I'd only I, although it was like my first technical you know technical goal I feel like I'd only celebrate it unless it was like an absolute screamer um mm. you know it's, it's one of them that yeah, I, I had been wanting to score, but, you know, from, from the angle and from the deflection, I was like, oh, you know, we, and to be fair, at that point in the game, I remember saying to the girls, like, you know, just relax now, because I think we looked almost a bit frantic and we started to sort of, you know, try and play the forward pass when it wasn't necessarily on and, you know, try and try and force the ball. And I said to them, look, we've got a goal just relax now and, and you know, try and get some more because we could have easily put a lot more than two goals past them. But, 
you know, on our day. So um, it was just trying to try and allow that to happen. And like Blue said, obviously, second half um, was definitely better. I wouldn't say massively better, but better. So that was the main thing. Indeed. And before we get into the second half, Blue, I want to quickly talk about Paige Peak's perfect position for a free kick. When I was lining up my shot, trying to get get that right there, I thought she's, gonna, she's surely going to score from this, but unfortunately she didn't. Um, I know a lot of people around the ground thought, Pace Peak, perfect position here, boom, but unfortunately not. Yeah, I think when the when the free kick was called, we were all thinking the same thing, like, oh, surely this is in. Um, but yeah, she did blast over, but we'll, you know, maybe she's saving it for the Southampton game, mm. I don't know. Um, but get them all out early. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think everyone was thinking the same. Um, but I think, like Eva said, um, we forced it a little bit too much in the first half, for sure. Um, but maybe as a group, we settle a bit quicker once the first goal has gone in. I think then we we start playing better football because we relax a bit more. Um, I think it's something the group are aware of, but it's just how we how we continue to improve that um, so that we don't rush passes and play some good football. Yeah, and... I think the second goal was good timing. Um, you know, EK's goal, um, putting the game to bed to 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 a point. You know, Plymouth had a few chances in the second half. Um, did you see much difference either when we last played them? Of course, we beat them five 0 at their place at home park. Was there much difference? Did Plymouth? Did they feel like they improved a little bit? But do you think that that second goal helped us just to put the game to bed a little bit? Yeah, definitely. And I think they have they have improved. Um as a squad from what I can remember last time. I think we played a lot better though as well um, when we played them last, but obviously playing at home park compared to Felix Stowe, pitch does have a massive impact. Um, and, you know, we train three times a week on an Astro and, or, you know, grass at Playford Road and that's pretty much Astro. So, you know, for us to bop it about in training and then have to go and play at Felix Stowe on Sunday, um, you know, it is difficult. So in a way, you know, we'd rather play sort of those fixtures when we do get to play away at nicer stadiums. Obviously, we won't go there with the Milton Keynes about playing, uh, supposedly playing at their stadium and then obviously getting changed. But that's a prime example, you know, it's it's the way we want to play. We want to bop it about and be able to move it around quickly. Um, and Felix, though, sometimes prevent, prevents us from doing that. And it, it isn't an excuse because we have played better at Felix, though, than we did on Sunday. Um, but like I say, it's just it is a, it is a tough one with that pitch, you know. So yeah, and blue, I think we we stayed switched on at the end. We saw the game out well. Um, of course, we we do need to be better to finish the season strong. And do you think just from the West Ham game, you know, this was a different game for us. We had the ball a bit more. We dominated the ball with the West Ham game. Of course, we had to chase a lot of the ball, and you know, a lot of our players had to run their socks off against West Ham. This game was a bit different. Uh, do you think they're just it was just one of those where we're just getting used to again having the ball again. I'm going to ask a question, really, but I'm going with it. Um, I think I think it is a big change, but I don't think that should affect things. Like you compare that to when we played Man City and we went and played Norwich the Wednesday after and beat them ten nil. So it is doable. I think the the team was changed quite a lot. I think there were five changes: um, a midfield four of Bonnie. Um, Ek Flores and O'Brien is quite an attacking midfield. Um, so in terms of re- building relationships and stuff like that, there's a lot of new relationships there. So I don't know whether that played a part. Um, but all in all, it's three points, and I think we have to look forward. Realise that yeah, the performance wasn't there, but all in all, we got over the line. 
Um, and that is all that's going to matter on Sunday when we do have the, the big one against Southampton. Yeah, and sort of final note from the game. Unfortunately, we didn't have... The crowd was a bit disappointing, but in a way it was understandable. It was Mother's Day. I'm sure all of us were making sure we were after the game going to see our mothers and sort of thank them for all they do. I know either your mum comes to a lot of games and I'm sure Blue, you did the same, you know, making sure you celebrate your mum. I think that was the only maybe one of the reasons, unfortunately, there wasn't as many crowd um, there. But still seeing 274 you know, fans, it's still great to see. Um, how do you feel, Eva, in terms of just seeing the attendance drop a little bit after the West Ham game? Um, yeah, I think it was expected. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think that for, you know, like, like us in a way with the occasion of West Ham and, and again, Southampton coming up, um, it's a lot to ask for fans to come, particularly if they are men's supporters as well. So, you know, going to the men's game on a Saturday and the women's game on a Sunday, then all of a sudden means I don't really have much else of a weekend left. So I do appreciate that. And obviously, like you say, it was Mother's Day. Um, I know a lot of the girls that come and watch, you know, if they've got fixtures that are away or, you know, later kickoff times as well, that will also impact bits and pieces. But, you know, like you say, because it was Mother's Day, I think if any of the, the little ones that do come and watch were playing in the morning, they'd probably then use the afternoon to go and spend the day with their families. So, you know, there was there was a couple of the girls I'd seen there um, that had been been playing in the morning, but they they were obviously the mascots and they'd arranged it for you know they they had it all planned already but um yeah looking looking forward to um sunday and hopefully we'll have another big crowd there because i think we'll get a lot more on sunday indeed and um blue any other notes from the plymouth game just job done three points in the bag yeah for sure um sort of standout performance performer for for me was ek i thought she had a great game it's great to see her back on on good form um i think that's probably the best i've seen her play this season um, so yeah, great performance by her. Bonnie's back, but yeah, it's job done. Job done. I think we we move from there onto onto the big one against Southampton. Indeed, we'll, we'll get into that later in the show. And um, it was a very nice, touching thing that Ek did. You know, she she, she yeah. ran away and celebrated, and then she came back and she remembered. I think she more remembered about her mum going hug her mum in, in the crowd instead yeah. of me in the celebration shot. And I thought that was a nice little touching moment. She went, it's Mother's Day, just scored. There you go, that's for you, mum. Um, good old Tracy. Uh, Tracy, yeah. and you know, she, she goes all the games as well. So um, happy Mother's Day. Late, belated happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, okay then, Blue, it's time for quiz time. It's me versus Eva. Mm -hmm. Ooh, let's see how we get on then. Take it away, mm -hmm. Blue. Okay. So we're going to start with uh, who am I? So it works. Basically, I have, I have three clues. I read them one at a time. You can guess after the first one and you'll get three points for that. But obviously, as, as you get more clues, it's easier to guess. So the points will go down. But you only get one guess and then you're frozen out. So it's up to okay. you when you guess. So the first clue is I have more. Uh, I have four assists this season. Hmm. Four assists this season. I'm not going hmm. for it. I think that's too risky. I agree. Yeah. Next clue. Um, this season, I have played 25 games. Ooh. That must be pretty much every game. It must be a regular then. Ooh. Hmm. Oh, I think I know who it is. I may go for it. Oh, Ross, two points. Two points. This would be a great start for you. Oh, do, do you reckon you know, Eva, you're not going to go for it? 
You're gonna let me I get, it out. have someone in my mind, but I would like to hear the final one. Ross, are you gonna go for it? I'm gonna go for it. Why not? Why not? I'm happy. I'm, I want to go. I want to get the two points. Is it the absolute baller that is Bonnie Horwood? Oh my god, that was who I was gonna say. Incorrect. Oh, oh no! Thank God oh. I didn't say it. Damn yep. it. It was in my mind too, Ross. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I know she's played. She missed a few league games, but yeah. Mm. Damn it. Damn it. Come frozen out. The last clue. My debut for the club was in August against Crawley. Oh. Um, interesting. So a young one. Yeah. Um, four assists. Question. I am between two players, and I'm going to say Summer Hughes. That is correct, Eva. Well done. That's good. That's good. Good clues. Good clues, Lou. Good clues. Thank you. you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even got to Summer. I think. Yeah, that. I didn't even think that didn't cross my mind. (laughs) Um, Because she's played so many games now, I just like I I forgot when I made her debut, but. But fair play. Right then, Eva's one nil up. I've got to get, get get back in this now. Come on. Yeah. So the second question is, so obviously we've got Southampton coming up on Sunday. How many goals have Southampton conceded in the league this season? Um, the closest wins. Okay. If you get it bang on, is it two points? Yes. Okay. Well, I know already two. When we scored two against them, so that's help help us both out there, Eva. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say five. No, nah, I must have conceded more than that. Possibly. I definitely know of four, so I'm just I'll stick one extra in there in case. I'm saying five. Okay. I'm gonna go. I want to go more actually. I'm gonna go seven. So the correct answer is six. Oh, why did oh. I go six? Why did, oh. why did I go six? I oh, should have just that would, that would have been a two-pointer. So yeah, they've, they've conceded six, um, which is the lowest in the league. Um, we've conceded nine. Oxford have conceded 11. Um, but I have to say, like you said, two of those goals were scored by us. So you know, we are looking good. Um so are we both getting a point there, or yeah, we, we've got. I mean, we got you two. can both have a point if it makes you feel better, Ross. Yeah, yes. it definitely yes. does. Okay. We're still losing. Okay, so it's two one. Yep. Okay, so next question. Um, Eva, your debut season. This is from Kieran, by the way. Was twenty sixteen seventeen season? Yeah, that sounds about right. Lovely. Where did it it switch finish in that oh. campaign? Oh my god! Yeah, history. This is a yeah. This is history. You know, this is a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, lots yeah. happened. Um, We've had a with a massive pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> a lot has happened since then. Oh. It has. It definitely has. Um. Oh. I definitely. Oh, 2016, 17. I have a feeling we we actually struggled that season. Mm, I we definitely weren't top three. No. I reckon I'm gonna say we finished f- fifth. 
Okay. I'd say anywhere between four and seven. I'm going to go fifth. Okay. I think we finished lower than that, you know. I think we had a bad patch. On between, this is bad to say, on between ninth or seventh. Interesting. Oh. I, ju I just feel like... You may be right, you know. Yeah, I just remember having... We had a few bad results, and I just remember we just... I think we finished the season poorly, actually. Um, I think I don't maybe not as low as ninth. Maybe that's a bit too harsh. I don't think we're that bad. It's worse a team than I. I'm going to go seventh. I'm going to give you the point, Ross. But we did finish ninth. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, ninth. And how many teams are in the league at that point? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Really got really you know what? I can't remember a thing about that season. Yeah, oh my God. That was a, it sounds like the oh. mud era, to be fair. Oh, um, another, oh. another stat on that season. This, is, this isn't for points. Where did Norwich City finish that season? Above us, I unfortunately. Hope 11th or 12th. No, they finished above Tenth. us. 10th. Hey, oh. Come on. Ooh. Come on. Yeah. Well, that's made me slightly happier. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, why didn't I stick to my gut? I did feel I just that, in my gut I went ninth. I did feel like we finished ninth. Nine just sound familiar, but I thought nah, surely higher than that. But yeah, you've got to back yourself. Yeah. Okay, so we're two all. Ooh. We're two Ooh, all we going go. on to the last question. Um, which is when we last played Southampton in the league, what was the attendance at Snow's Stadium? So it was away at Southampton. They were offering free burgers out. Mm. I remember the day well. To try and get the crowd in. We obviously won 2-0. Um, I wasn't there. Um, oh, Ross. I was very hungover in, in Newcastle. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate the honesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing the graphic, you know, on, on my drive home, well, in the back of the car. I was very uh, flagging, but I sent the graphic over to Kieran when half-time and full-time. So, yeah. Um, enough of that. Ooh, doo -doo -doo. Now, I remember, remember it, it was a poor turnout. I remember that because obviously, like Blue said, they were they were doing the burgers. What was it? A free burger with your ticket or something yeah, like that? The first was it a thousand in or something like that? Some yeah. number like that would get would get a free burger. I don't think they reached a thousand. It, oh God, I have two numbers in my head, but they're very different. <laughs> so this closest, be... obviously closest wins. And closest mm. wins the whole thing, actually. So this is a big question. Right, I'm going for it. Oh, here 674. we go. Six hundred seventy-four. Six hundred seventy-four. Yeah, that's what I'm pulling out. Six seven four. I remember it being a, a big anti-climax for them when they announced it. So um, that's that's my guess. Not mm. quite two thousand, is it, Blue? No, not quite, is it? Hmm. I could be a dick here and go six seven five or six seven three. <laughs> um, I'm going to be a dick, and I'm going to say six. I think it's going to be lower. I'm going to go six seven three. <laughs> the number I had in my head was higher, so let's pray for this. Oh, okay. So the attendance was nine hundred thirty-two. Oh, bollocks! Let's go. Uh, I, Eva, I knew it was six or a nine. That's what I knew. And I went with six. Uh, oh. Eva takes the win. Um, so, yeah, let's aim for all fans listening. Let's aim for higher attendance than 932. 
let's show them that we're a bigger club, please. So yeah, bring mm-hmm. everyone along to Sunday, Felix Stowe, 2 p.m. Bring them all along and make some noise. You don't know how much it helps when you're banging on the, the advertisement boards and stuff like that. It, it makes a massive difference. So yeah, noise and people, please. Just not near me because when they hit that, it's not it's not great near me because it's like <laughs> right there. But yeah, it's not about it's not all about me. It's about you know atmosphere and whatever. Um, yeah. you did say you have a tiebreaker, Blue. It's now up to Eva if she wants to gamble on the win. But depends on the tiebreaker. Maybe tell us the tiebreaker and then Eva can decide if she wants to gamble. Oh. The tiebreaker is how many goals have we scored this season? Oh, oh. God, in the league. I would not have a clue, but I like a little gamble every now and then. So, yeah, let's do it. We'll do it. We'll we'll do it for Bonnie because she likes to gamble. I think she's very very much in debt at the minute with Joe on cross bar (laughs) challenges. So, um, we'll do it for Bonnie. Okay. Yeah, I hope uh, Bonnie is listening. I I think she does listen to the pod on regular basis sometimes. So there we go. Right, goals this season. What's the most, Blue? Can I ask the most? Is was it eleven two against Keensham? That must have been the most we've scored, wasn't it? Yeah, I reckon I so. so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We, 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 yeah. We've put a few past Hounslow. That's um, true. Keensham away again. That yeah. was a few. Oh, I'm talking. Uh, yeah, I reckon goal difference must be mega, to be fair. Yeah. How many did you say we conceded? Nine? Nine, yep. Oh, oh, do you know what? I did the, um when I was doing the programme, I did the league table and put it on the stats page. So I should know this. Oh. You should, Ross, you should. I'm going to oh. say 54. Well, that's a good shout, out. 54. Okay. I have Tasha's a feeling, I, ha- I, I agree with Ross, I feel like I've seen it somewhere, our, our little goals for and against, so mm. on a league table somewhere, that's what I'm going to say, 54. So I think we've got two players in double figures, I think, Tash is on 16, I think, Baz is on 10, that's 26 goals, I think we may score more, you know, I'm going to go 65 Ross, your closest, 64. Oh. 64, yes. 54. Boom. Oh my. Boom. We're on, we're on 54 points, Eva. So I don't know. Ah, oh, that's B. That must yeah. be why. Yeah. Well, um, I'll say we, we draw this week. Um, because <laughs> I didn't get it bang on. I need to get it bang on. Bang yeah, on, then I'll take the crown. Yeah, I agree. The draw. We'll, we'll take but, um, the draw. There we go. That's good, Blue. Well done. Thank you. Thanks, Ross. You sound surprised. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. That was good. That was good. It's better than mine sometimes. Mine sometimes just quickly done and boom out of the way but um no we'll be bringing you another quiz next week um thank you for either for playing and um good effort very good effort good knowledge knowledge on that um now it's time to question time with you Eva I talk about your career so far and I always like to start with a the standard question where did it all start from you in terms of playing I know you mentioned earlier in the pod you, you started in a boys team but how did you first get into football um I'd say just through my family, really. Um, my dad and my granddad both grew up playing for, for local clubs. And obviously when I was first born, maybe they hoped for a boy. But when when I was a girl, they um, they still encouraged me to play. Um, I wasn't really forced into it. I think sometimes that can have, you know, a bit of a negative effect. So I played football when I was younger, but I did loads of other sports alongside it. And then... Um, 
just yeah just went with football really I've got two younger brothers so it was always you know even if I'd be out at a swimming lesson or a karate lesson I'd always come home and play football in the garden with my brothers so um yeah and I, I got on really well with the boys at primary school so um when I was sort of six seven um joined just the local boys team with them and um yeah it's, it's, here I am <laughs> indeed and, and blue standard question for me you know when did you first meet, meet Eva? I'm now testing you again, testing your memory. Um, even Eva, can you yeah. remember last time you first met Blue? Oh, it's Norwich for sure. Yeah, right? Norwich, hundred percent. Because I remember in the fifteens and I was in the thirteens, and all of the thirteens were just shit scared of the fifteens and the seventeens. Yeah, <laughs> especially the seventeens. The seventeens scared the life out of us. Yeah, they they were a rowdy year. The seventeens. They were a rowdy year. Um, yeah, but I think I think yeah, I think it was probably then. Um, but but I, yeah, feel like, I feel like I feel like we um, that I can I have memories of training with you guys on some grass pitch in Norwich, like in the summer when like because obviously you're two years below me, so you would never come up if that makes sense. So when I was yeah. a fifteen and you were thirteen, yeah. when you went to fourteens in the fifteens, dual banded, I'd go up and be a sixteen in the seventeen. Yeah. But there was definitely a stage where we did train together at Norwich. I think it yeah. was either, you, you must have been excelling in your year or we, they maybe bumped a couple of age groups together. But I remember you coming in. Um, Scott, Scott. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was because I was playing 16s. Yeah, right. it would Amy Palmer, yeah. I think. But yeah, back to Norwich. Big name, name dropping. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because um, you were you know, at the Itchridge Centre of Excellence, but then didn't that close? And then maybe you had to go on to Norwich and then, of course, you then came back to Itchridge anyway. Yeah, so um, I was only at the um, Centre of Excellence at Ipswich for about, I think it was about a year and a half. Um, yeah, it, it had to shut down um, because of various um, sort of qualifications and, and the way it worked with the structure of it, um, which is, yeah, like you say, I went, I then went to Norwich and was part of their elite programme for a season and then then moved into the, the Centre of Excellence. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I've always been an Ipswich fan, so my dad wasn't particularly happy when I moved across, but, um, yeah, I knew sort of when I was 15, 16 and started playing for Suffolk alongside Norwich um, that I would return to Ipswich when I was when I was old enough. Yeah, I try, I'm try. i sure you tried to erase any pictures of if you're in any Norwich kits or any non-blue. I'm <laughs> sure there's some actually famous probably pictures. I know there's one there like Norwich, you know, you in kit where there's with another player. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there, is, yeah. there is a few. There is a few. There is a few. But anyway, we'll go on. It's, it's all about Ipswich Town. Um, of course, then... Let's let's jump right into you know you made your senior debut under Ralph and Blue mentioned it in the quiz um during that 2016-17 season and um I'm testing your memory here can you remember your debut it was against Enfield Town one one draw you came on as a sub is that right um you would know more than I do if I'm honest um <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean I don't know it's hard isn't it because nowadays when someone comes and plays for us it's it's made such a big deal and you know a debut is like a really good thing to have whereas like I say so much has changed since back uh, back then um you know I was training at 15 with the seniors who were sort of 25 30 so like you look at our squad nowadays just itself as a senior squad for you know a 16 or 17 year old to come and train with us that's that's really impressive and I was 15 at the time so like it shows the differences in levels and and how it has really 
um, sort of improved as a club. Um, but yeah, like I say, lots of old faces and it, it was very different back then. You know, I remember turning up to training at Portman Road, wasn't even at Playford in the men's game. It was at Portman Road um, on that terrible AstroTurf, um, eight till like 10 or something ridiculous. Like after all, everybody else had been put before us on the timeline. Um, and then, yeah, we had like the half eight till 10 slot. Um, but yeah, no physio, no, no, nothing. Just, just Ralph and a bunch of, you know, girls. So that was that really. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do remember obviously parts of that season. Um, because like you say, it's, it's a season that, you know, I first joined Ipswich. Um, I started off in their development side, um, that a guy called Fergus used to run. Um, and then sort of within the first month or two quickly moved into the senior side, into the first team. Um, but yeah, I've done it in a bit of a backwards way, really, because I obviously then went went to the 21s side. Everybody, I can remember at the time, everybody saying, why have you gone from first team to 21s and everyone being so confused? But hopefully they understand now why I did it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so but first team, 21s, back to first team. But yeah. Um, I think I am right. I'm going to share my screen. And of course, the listeners won't know this, but you'll, you can react to this. And I actually have found a tweet um, so let me just bring up the screen. Oh, God, what's oh, the um, <laughs> This is the tweet. So, sub for Itchy Town ladies at the time, Eva Hubbard on for her debut, replacing good old Roxy Small. Roxy in the 75th Small. minute. Go on. Wow. So, well, yeah. there you go. There we go. And I've got a little, um, I've been bigging us up though, Blue, off camera. I've been bigging us up. And uh, I've got a nice little fun and cute fact for you, Eva. This was my. <laughs> this, I'm building up here. This is my this is my first ever game watching the Itchers Town women's team and taking pictures as well. So, really? Yeah. Wow. So you're like, you like me, Ross. Yeah. When, when I when I found out when I was doing the research, I was like, oh my god, that's my first game. So I just <laughs> it felt, got me in the fields, you know. Got me in the fields. But um, <laughs> come on, for Roxy and uh, Molly Hall scored a late equaliser from the penalty spot. We're one nil down, and in the ninetieth minute. We got a penalty and she scored from it. And I remember I had a only a little camera back then. I had to quickly run to try to make sure I've got a good little shot of it. And um, yeah, for, and the rest is history, as we always say. <laughs> um, but then, as you said, Eva, you, you went into the under-21s. Um, how was that sort of transition of, you know, playing tier four football to then playing actually Super League Academy football? Yeah, it was um, it was quite tough, to be fair. Um I think I had a, a season where we sort of transitioned. So um, the first season that the 21s ever run, uh, we weren't entered into the WSL Academy League. Um, we were quite short with players. We had about 11 or 12 players, but we had a couple of girls out with long-term injuries. So, um, yeah, that season, do you know what, though? You know, I had a season where I didn't really play many, many ma matches and, and fixtures. But I'd say that was the season that I improved the most because, like I say, we had a few sort of girls out with long-term injuries. So sometimes I'd turn up to training and there was, you know, three or four of us. And, you know, you might think, oh, my God, what on earth can you do with three players at a football session? But the amount of touch time and one-to-one -one individual coaching that I received from Joe and Duncan and Emma Manning and all those sort of people in that period you know, it was just unreal. And like I say, I was training for, you know, three or four times a week. We'd do day release back then, which was nine till three on a Wednesday. So we would just go in, do two or three sessions and a gym session, 
um we'd eat right because obviously we were catered for, for by the first team um by the men's cooks so um yeah it was it was a good season for me really um going from obviously training once maybe twice a week with the ladies at you know quite a quite a poor standard really um and playing a game on a sunday to all of a sudden training sort of 10 12 hours a week um with UEFA licensed coaches really helped me sort of progress as a player and then um yeah like you say i think it made me ready for the season afterwards when we obviously did pick up numbers and entered the um the academy league yeah yeah, and of course, that was a great, good season for you as a team as well. You got to the semi-finals of the Academy Cup and had a good season overall. Um, did you know much of the players, you know, who came through that time? Like Anna Gray, Laffey, um, there's so many other players, like Paige Peak. Oh, I'm, I don't want to yeah, forget players, I, but I just want to, yeah. Yeah, I knew of a few. Um, obviously, like people like Blue, who was at Man City at the time, I and, you know, people like Amy Palmer, who were at Bristol. Um, I knew of them playing against them from Norwich. Um, in terms of players that actually came in for us, Eloise, I'd sort of known of only purely because her younger brother plays football against my younger brother. So our family sort of knew each other um, back then. But other than that, um, it was only really the original girls that had first started with me um, in the first season. So people like Holly Northfield and Naomi and Sarah and players like that that have um, that started with me just purely because we used to attend like regional camps um, as part of like the ACCs. Um, so I met obviously a lot of those girls there. Um, but yeah, people like Paige and, and um, you know, EK and all these sort of players came from the RTC. So they never came to the regional camps. So I was sort of aware who they were, but didn't really know them. But um, obviously Joe had spoken good things about them and they all came in in that season anyway, when they were under 16 uh, towards the end of the season, just to, you know, get prepared, ready for the, for the fresh start in the WSN Academy. And how, how, how does that com that group compare to the sort of situation now? I guess the dynamic, the quality, um, how have those sort of individuals changed? So Laffy, for example, Anna, Paige, like have you seen a change from that? Because you've seen it all. You've seen the, the progression from everyone and been involved in that. So has it changed a bit? I'd say it has, yeah. Um, we've got we've got mature more mature still some way to go I think yeah. but it's getting better um, and I know the girls won't mind me saying that um but yeah you know when what you, you know when they first came in they're 15 16 and now they're 19 20 and it makes me sound like I'm so old and wise because I'm only two or three years older than them but like Blue said I've, I've seen them come in and seen them grow up like they've seen me grow up um, and yeah, it's it's been really interesting to sort of be a part of such a different, you know, sort of club that like the the momentum and the the um, the forwardness that we've had has been um, really good. And I'm just glad that I've been sort of a part of it from the start, really. You know, I was there before Joe, so it's good there to see. <laughs> As you mentioned, an OG, an OG indeed. Um, I'm going to test your memory again. It's only from the 2019-20 season. What's your memories from that? You know, of course, the Man City game. But any other things that stood out from that season? Of course, seeing all your under-21 teammates also make their debuts and you know progress into the first team, and of course, Joe becoming manager as well. Yeah, like you say, it was sort of that first season where I was, um, you know, made a first team, a first team member. Um, I did my my three years technically in the the um, under-21s with obviously the first season not playing. Um, in the second and third season being um, in the academy league. But yeah, I was the first player to sort of go up into the senior side, which was really good. Um, and like you say, we've had so many more come through 
which shows the sort of the success of of the 21s and how important it is as a as a club in East Anglia you know and it you know we have so many um young girls within our provision at the community that you know they've got such bright futures because we have this this program here you know when I was younger there was like I say I, I joined Suffolk and I did the ACC and then it was straight into the women's tier four team whereas potentially next season we'll have obviously the under 21s in the WSL academy and, and a tier two side which you know freeze angular as a whole is really good yeah and um of course last season unfortunately it was very stop start um your course were interim captain um how was that having the armband and just unfortunately the season as it was you know very stop start yeah it was tough um obviously like you say with covid and being this and being that it was very sort of uncertain um but I think it did help us because like you say we're such a young squad that it gave us another year to grow and and gel as a team um if we had of you know played in tier three next uh, last season sorry I don't know if we would have had quite the success that we've had this season um obviously we've we've got additions like Bonnie and Sarah that we wouldn't have had last year as well um so I think they've they've both been massive for us um and, you know, and the younger ones coming through, like Sarah and Lucy and Summer, again, probably would have been a little bit too young the previous year. So I do think it was, you know, in a way, although it was bad for us and everyone was gutted that we, we weren't in Tier 3, I think um, Tier 4 was the place for us to gain that little bit of physical experience from the women's game. And, and yeah, I think it's helped us a lot this season. Yeah, and Tier 3 football... How's it been for yourself? Um, have you enjoyed it? Uh, of course, a bit tougher than Tier 4 football, but overall, how, how do you reckon you got on yourself? Yeah, the gap's, the gap's massive. Um, and I think it will be big again going into Championship um, and then obviously again into WSL. But I think everybody in this, the squad has coped with it quite well. Um, yeah, I think obviously I haven't played loads of minutes, but I think when I have, I've done okay. Um, and yeah, it's it's... It's tough because, you know, we're getting into that sort of part-time, full-time football now and it's it's very sort of transitional and lots of changes and lots of players, you know, so it's hard to keep everyone happy and, you know, keep fit. Like I myself, when I go on a run where I don't play sort of three or four games in a row and I have to go out running and then I still come back on and like, you know, Sunday I was tired, you know, because I haven't played in a while even though I've been out running and keeping up with stuff in training, it's it's difficult to keep that match fitness and that match sharpness. But I think it's sort of been managed reasonably well within within the group in terms of girls that haven't been playing, have just sort of been getting on with it and, and um, trying to keep fit. But yeah, I think it's been a good step up and it's been good to see that, you know, we, we all are quite capable of playing at this level. Um, and hopefully those that do go up next year and then play regular minutes will... Um, will be able to cope with that level too. Cool. And um, Blue, I'll let you sort of take away from us any more questions and I'll, I'll finish it off because I've got one more question for you as well. Yeah, you mentioned how it's becoming more towards full-time and sort of we've had that step from last season. Hopefully we'll have that step again next season. Um, obviously, I know what you do outside of football, but can you just sort of explain what like what your job is within the community trust and how you balance that with training as much as we do in the times that we do. Um, Cause I think it's quite an interesting role to have both going on. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I work for the community trust as part of Ipswich town football club. 
Um, really exciting for me, as I said before. Um, I've been an Ipswich Town supporter my whole life. So, you know, playing in the Centre of Excellences and in the ACCs, it's now sort of my job to help support those. So it's me supporting my own player pathway when I was a kid. Um, I run predominantly run the open access stuff. Um, so for any sort of six to 12 year olds that want to get involved in football, whether they're beginners or just want a bit in addition to sort of club football. Um, so that's mainly me. Um, and I have 12 centres across the whole of East Anglia, you know, Norfolk, Suffolk, Essex, you name it. There's somebody out there doing sessions for me. But um, yeah, it's going really well. Um, but yeah, obviously, like like I've mentioned before, there's a lot of girls that I coach um, sort of alongside that. Um, I get on well with um, Harry, the community um girls lead so um yeah it's good for me and him obviously me being a player myself in that pathway when I was younger it's good for me to sort of be a role model for a lot of the girls um I know a lot of them come and watch on a Sunday which is really good to see um and yeah like I like I was saying earlier I'm just really pleased that there is now you know a, a better pathway in this area for those girls that are you know seven starting off in a PDC it's exactly where I started as an under nine in a PDC um, and, you know, the girls know that. So it's very clear that even though they might be in the bottom of our, our system currently, there's definitely room for progression. And over the last, you know, from last season to this season, a lot of the players and the girls that I have coached have moved up at levels. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see that, like, there is the progression there at a younger stage and there will be progression there with the olders as well when you get to 21s and first team. I, th I think that answer was the, the definition of passion when you look it up. In the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that that, you, know, you know, I love it. So it's good to see and, and hopefully I can get more involved with the girls soon. Um, yeah. You know, more more of a full-time thing. It's, it's difficult because like you say, with the training times, you know, four till six, I'm part-time currently with the community um, and sort of doing sort of in and around hours of the four till six. But um, yeah, I absolutely love it. And like I say, it's just, providing a sort of a pathway for them to come and be us one day yeah it's great to hear I mean yeah it's, it's great it's great that we have that someone working towards that below below because we're striving for tier two we're striving for WSL but to have that pathway below I think is so key and obviously with you driving that sounds like we're in good hands Ross <laughs> yeah we are yeah we've, you know we've got players like you inspiring the next generation I think that was such a, a big thing that was a big takeaway from the the West Ham game I'm sure there was 2,000 fans in the attendance but there's hopefully hundreds of thousand watching at home and that probably inspired the next generation which was just great to see and that was my that was my question really was just your role at Community Trust so that's done and dusted I can take that <laughs> off my notes um but no that was that was fantastic Eva thank you very much for that um is that it for you, Blue, for question time of Eva? Or are you going to chat another question? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy yeah. with that. Uh, I'm yeah. happy with his answers. Yeah, very good yeah. at answering questions, Eva. Right, yeah. Yes. Makes me and jobs very easy. Yeah, <laughs> just just talk. Just talk away while we yeah. um, try to repair oh, our next little I love, section. I love talking. Don't worry. You'll never get me um, <laughs> me nice and quiet. Don't worry. Fair play. Well, um, well, let's talk about then the, the big game this weekend. Uh, Blue's already plugged it already. 2pm, Gold Star, Southampton, part four, the fourth time we're playing against them. Of course, the, the second of the league games. Um, Eva, how are you feeling going into this one? Um, what's your thoughts on the, the previous encounters with Southampton? Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, my sort of my favourite games of the season, really. Um, much rather play a competitive game every single week than 
have you know no offense to Hounslow but you know it's a game that we sort of go in and and we win quite quite comfortably so it's nice especially with our ambitions as a club being in tier two next year it's not going to be easy like some of the games have been this year so we need those sort of practice matches um now and Southampton's always been a good test obviously the rivalries you know nice and um fiery at the minute with obviously League Cup FA Cup everything going on um but yeah no it's been been um a good night tonight um nice atmosphere within the girls um and yeah I'm looking forward to Sunday indeed and uh Oh, Blue, it's the decider, pretty much. Um, win or bust, some people will say. Um, how are you feeling going into this one and your, your thoughts on the previous encounters? Yeah, it's poised quite nicely. Um, I, it's a huge game, possibly the biggest game in the club's career so far, you could say. Um, we've probably got five five of the biggest games in the club's career. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I'm really excited, actually, having spoken to some of the girls. Um, everyone's up up for it. Um, little little nerves. I think there's always going to be nerves inside, but everyone's just up for it, ready to smash it. Um, so hopefully it'll be a positive result and we'll grind it out at Felix Stowe. Um, and that'll settle a few of the nerves going into the last few games after that. Um, but in terms of previous results and stuff like that, it's... It could go either way still. Um, I know we've beaten them in the FA Cup on penalties and in the league. Um, they beat us in the League Cup. We've seen various documentaries on on those sort of games, which have been quite enjoyable at times. Um, but yeah, this is the big one. This is the one that matters. Um, so yeah, I, I can't wait to watch it. I cannot wait. Indeed. And um, Eva, when you made your debut, there's 45 people there, unfortunately, when we played Enfield. And now... <laughs> But potential, you know, we've had 2,000 at West Ham. We had over 1,000 for the Southampton FA Cup game. How's it feel seeing all this crowd? And it's not just, you know, just Itchy Town fans. Sometimes it is just kids as well, boys, girls, you know, inspiring the next generation. Just anybody, you know, who who, who anybody is coming to these games. I'm sure that's just great when you look around when you're on, on the pitch and thinking, wow. Yeah, it's, it's massive for us. Um, obviously, Blue touched on it earlier about you know, bring the noise with you, bring as many people as you can. And and like she said, it, it really does make a difference. Um, I'll never forget when we played Norwich and we had that crowd of 7-6-1 there. Um, unreal. You know, the boys that brought the drums, um, banging on the advertisement boards the whole game. You know, that poor keeper, I think it was she was like 16 for Norwich and yeah. Yeah. She, got, she got quite a lot of stick, bless her. But, you know, it's, it's what we want. And Southampton will have to deal with it because... Um, you know, they, they they managed to deal with it reasonably well um, when we last played them in the FA Cup. But, you know, it is that 12th man for us and it is really important that we can get as many people there as possible to come and support. And, you know, for such a big game, I'm hoping there will be a big crowd because a lot of people obviously now know who we are as, as the women's department of the club and um, they appreciate that it's a big game as well, obviously from the fact that we had 2,000 at West Ham. So, you know, it's just gaining further interest from you know men's supporters and like you say future generation and getting them all down and cheering us on indeed and um, blue i'll let you do the final plug for the game uh, for the listeners who haven't gone to a game before pitch it pitch it okay well i, I think the the pitch is this is the biggest this is the biggest game in the club's career we've recently had west ham in the fa cup um which again was history making 
Um, we're in a, his, a potentially history-making season. So I, I, we've got five games left of the season to potentially go up to Tier 2 in the Championship. Um, the only team in the East region. I mean, it's it's insane, I think. Um, and what a what an opportunity to get on board for the last little bit of the ride of the roller coaster um, and be part of it. I, I can't see why not. Um, Sunday, 2 p.m., what else will you be doing? Finish your roast, whatever. Get down to Felixstowe, make some noise, um, and let's fill it up. Let's fill it up and make it tough for Southampton as much as we can um, because this I can't tell you how big this game is. Indeed. And um, yeah, thankfully, I don't think there's any special days um, this Sunday. I know someone <laughs> jokes out there's like Moose Day or Suffolk or Chaser Rainbow Days, some funny little things I know fans have been putting out there. But um, yeah, get down there, support the girls and um, enjoy yourself. Felix, though, as a whole, you know, you got to go down to the seafront before the game. Enjoy. Hopefully it's a nice day. The clubhouse at the Gold Star is fantastic. Food, drink. Great sweet shop. Great sweet yeah. as well. Bring your it's kids. Not, bring your son. Bring your family. Yeah, uh, it's it's good. Pick and mix. It has everything in there. Yeah, you can bring your dog as well. You know, dogs you are can. allowed. Yeah, you can. So, Why aren't you coming? Like? That's yeah. my question. Why aren't Very you there? Very true. Why aren't you there? Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be absolute buzzing. Um, Blue, I'll let you take it away with the outro. Eva, thank you very much for joining us. Take away, Blue. Thanks again, Eva, um, for spending your time. Some great answers in there. Um, and really interesting to hear how you're bringing our next generation up. Um, thanks again, Ross, for co-hosting um, and almost winning a quiz. Almost. Thank you, all. But yeah, thanks thanks all for listening. Uh, we'll be with you next week after the, the big Southampton game. And final reminder, please bring everyone to the game. We want numbers and we want noise. Um, biggest game in our club's history. So thanks all for listening. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.